Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime and otaku culture podcast that's got more filler arcs than a bleached up Naruto in a One Piece. My name is Matt, and if I had an arcana from Persona, then it would be the fool, because I just don't stop ever. And welcome to another episode of a podcast that you listen to. I wouldn't say favorite, because I'm not so bold as to suggest that, but I am definitely part of a podcast that you undoubtedly listen to. So here we are again. Another week to record another podcast and to talk to you and hang out inevitably as we will continue to do so. I'm spouting out a whole lot of things that don't really matter. Hopefully I'm over my cold because ever since Alex said something about having a draw from my uh, cold last week, I have become very self-aware about my draw. Don't talk about my draw. I don't talk about my draws. I don't like it. Don't like talking about the draws. Don't. Just don't enjoy the draw talk. But I don't know. Maybe I'm over my cold. Maybe I'm not. If I'm not, then what can I do at this point? we got to record a podcast. It is another week. And so here we are. Now, normally, I don't really like being as aimless as having just a general topic of what I have done this week. But unfortunately, what ended up happening this week, as you know, that we happen to have an excuse every week for why this week's episode sucks. But no, for real, this week, I recorded episodes... I recorded one on that was, so your favorite manga is getting an anime adaptation, but it was very, um, it was very poor quality because I had really bad sniffles. So half, like every two minutes when I was, uh, checking to the podcast, you would hear a little, a little sniffle and that got on my nerves gratingly. And it would be an easy fix if it was just me doing that in between lines, but it was almost every time on a word and I was going absolutely crazy listening to that. So I said, I am sure that a beloved listener of this podcast will probably be driven insane by the sniffling and dribbling as well. So that really left me with going like, with just a day to go, I said, do I really want to record a topic that I've already done? I don't know. I just don't have the energy or like, like drive to do it again. So I was going to just say, well, We'll save that for later at a later date, maybe at the end of this season, because as I was kind of uh, watching the seasonal shows that came out this week, I realized that a lot of the shows I was consuming were shows that I saw the uh, read the manga for or had some manga experience with. So I thought, you know, yeah, I, I definitely need to recover this or cover this again whenever we finish up with the season, because I feel like it is a really potent topic because there's a lot of disappointments, a lot of sort of things that if you are a manga reader and you do kind of venture out into anime because your favorite manga or manga you really liked gets an anime adaptation, then you end up getting a little bit, it can be a little bit uh, heart-wrenching sometimes when you get like a wicked bad adaptation, but we'll talk about that when we talk about that, which will be later. But anyway, so I was thinking, what could I talk about this week? I don't really know what to talk about this week. I feel like the, 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 the topic well is running a little dry for me outside of just watching a show and talking about it, but that's just the easy way out. And you know we like to make things relentlessly difficult for ourselves on this podcast if you're a long-time listener. So I said, well, what could I watch within a day? And I had nothing. Well, originally, I kind of, uh, I kind of wanted to watch the Persona 3 movies, 
but then I thought better of it because anime, uh, video game to anime adaptations, when has that, when has that ever been good? I don't know. I don't feel like it has. But, uh, so I just said, well, I don't really know what I want to talk about. I don't want to just aimlessly talk about something that is, uh, entirely boring to me or something that I'm just going to force myself through because then you guys will be like, well, this is a really shitty podcast and not shitty in the normal means. So why am I even listening to it? But it's another week, so we still got to make a podcast. So I said, what could I talk about? And I said, I guess I can just talk about all the weeaboo things I did this week. It's fitting enough at this point. It's just one person talking about a topic. So, I mean, might as well just make it into a little audio log. A log, if you will. So that's kind of going to be the theming for this episode. It's just going to be an a log of all the weeb things that I did and accomplished this week, which is a, a surprising amount for someone like myself who really uh, considers himself a huge-ass weeb for the most part. But hey, that's what happens when you just, you just you don't realize you're sniffling so much. I just There's certain things as a listener of podcasts that get on my nerves, and one of them is a thing that I do ch- really bad, and that is just I don't know how to breathe through my nose sometimes, and whenever I hear my like certain breathing, I get annoyed by it. And also, I will sniffle like a motherfucker, and then it'll just ruin... The entire episode. And also, I'll curse aimlessly. Have you ever noticed that? I do that a whole fucking lot, which could just ruin this being a family-friendly podcast, which at this point, I feel like we're just going to have to reach for that. We're just going to have to reach everybody. I'm going to, I got to reach for all the audiences, all the demographics, which means that soon we'll have to be a family-friendly podcast, which means we won't be able to cover stuff like my little sister gave me her underwear, and now I'm overpowered in a, in a, in another world with my 100-inch boner sword. I don't know. This is really dumb. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of have this as a little bit of a discussion point for some of the weeaboo things and some of the topics kind of sprung up from my mind. So if it's not a particularly an enjoyable episode, I'm really sorry. But next week, one, next week's, I guarantee you, will be better, or at least next next week's. I don't know how the recording schedule is going to work out because recording is just weird and difficult and scheduling is hellishly hard on me to get anybody on. But... I do have assured that we will have a super cool guest, really cool guy, you know, really, really cool guy, really cool guy, he's going to be on, we're going to talk about some things, hopefully for two weeks if he can manage, or well, if I can manage, it's my schedule, that's the problem, but yeah, hopefully that'll be coming soon, and I'm really looking forward to recording it and having a blast with this, but if you don't enjoy this episode, hey, there's always one next week that hopefully you will be, so I'm not going to really engage with check-ins on a meaningful level because this log is going to be kind of just a whole long check-in, which means that that's a little bit of a, a little bit of ridiculous. It's a little bit ridiculous to just have two check-ins for such an aimless little uh, audio log. A log, once again, that's we're gonna trademark that, gonna copyright that for this uh, for this for this podcast. It's gonna be basically like you're playing a video game. You listen to one of those aimless audio logs where you feel like you have to listen to it because it might have some lore that's really important to the game. But at the same time, you're not 100% invested with it. You know that. You know the kind. If you're a capital G gamer, a lowercase g gamer, hopefully you're not a capital G gamer unless your name's like, I don't know, Gamier, something like that. I don't know. I'm not going to judge anybody for their names. But on a personal note, I will say that if you are listening to this and you have some amount of sympathy or uh, what may be called affection for me, then please keep my uh, our executive producer uh, and my cat Nora in your thoughts because she is going to have to go to an ultrasound. She's got heightened liver enzymes, which don't really, they're not, that's not a great thing for a cat to have. 
and they're thinking it could be several things, but the two cases that have come up have been either hyperthyroidism or it's a tumor. And I really, 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 really would not like for it to be a tumor for obvious reasons because uh, it's my cat and I've had her for eight years at this point. Um, she is just a huge part of my life as part of just one of the things that when I come home, she's always there and she's always loving and she's uh, she's just my cat. And you, if you're a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard her in the background. She's got a little bit of anxiety, so she doesn't like to be separated from me. And if she hears me somewhere in our, our house and she can't find me, then she'll just scream until I come to her or she'll just, she'll try to find me. She's really, a, she's just a really sweet little kitty. And hopefully you'll just hope for me that she is going to be okay and she'll be all right. And that, you know, <laughs> there she is right now. Hopefully she'll be okay. And in some episodes, she's actually been in my lap the entire time because she's just wants to be a wants to be loved and just pet on. So yeah, this is my cat. Uh, we're hoping for the best on this one. And my colds are whatever it was. Severe bug is almost over, and hopefully I'll be good for soon. Good for soon, whatever that means. And then uh, I won't have this like weird drawl thing or sound so awful, but whatever. So. We're not going to have a break for this episode because I'm not really feeling a break for this one. If you're a regular listener, then you might know what a break entails. Uh, but no, nah, no breaks for this episode. It's just all go train. But if you normally don't like the breaks that are in this uh, the podcast, then you can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy and support us for as little as $3 a month and get your name shouted out at the end of every episode as well as break free uh, content and bonus episodes. I really need to update them more, especially with the uh, the advent of Chris Chan being removed from uh, from penitentiary, and that's just a whole lot of interest right there for me. Because hey, I had unbridled internet access as a kid, and now look at where we are. But now I've got a lineup of weeaboo topics that have happened to me this week, and we're gonna just run down the line and talk about them. And hopefully, this will be just a nice little thing for you to listen to at work or. You know, while you're on the drive, and you're on the drive, hopefully on the drive. Hey, that dude just cut you off. Just chase them down. Make them learn that you're fearsome. You're a fearsome warrior. You are indeed. All right. But no, so uh, I said we were going to be doing seasonal stuff. And hey, starting right off with some seasonal content. So in this past week, I've actually been watching a lot of anime for me. As someone who does an anime podcast, I mean, I feel like if you're an anime podcaster, there's like a minimum amount of anime you're supposed to watch in a week, and apparently that's like two or three shows from what I've gathered from listening to the other podcasts. No, but for real. But I've actually been uh, trying to stay on top of my seasonal, especially since a lot of them are adaptations of manga that I really enjoyed. So this week, I actually watched the first episode of three shows that I was relatively super excited for. One being Hell's Paradise or Jingo Raku. I don't remember the full name of it. I'm not even going to try to remember that from memory because I'm going to get it wrong. As well as Mashal and Loving Yamada at level 999 or whatever it's called now. And Crunchyroll wants to call it, but I know it as Loving Yamada at level 999. Let's talk about those for a little bit. And obviously this isn't an impressional episode because... Uh, I've only seen one episode. I have no impressions that are of any validity. I'm not one of those people on Mal who sees one episode and immediately gives a show a nine. I'm ridiculous, but I'm not that ridiculous if you. So, uh, 
So yeah, of the of the three, uh, Hell's Paradise, Mashal, and Loving Yamada. Uh, honestly, I'm the most excited for Hell's Paradise, and that's not just because that's a Mappa thing, and they're automatically just killing it, but legitimately because of the three, it's the one that just bare minimum has the has has interest in, just has it has an interesting premise right from the start. Now, I love Mashal. I absolutely love Mashal. I was not anticipating to love Mashal as much as I did, but I do. Uh, and that first episode, um, really did not encapsulate the overall vibes that the manga did. And this is obviously not something, if you're ever going to critique something that is adapted from something else, you got to look at the product as a whole. And I can't even look at the product as a whole because there's only one episode out. But just that first episode feels like a completely uh, stripped down um, version of the first chapter of the manga. The manga is a lot more gag comedy than action. And there are a lot of set pieces in this first episode that really feel like they want to downplay the uh, the comedic elements of Mashal, which I understand. I don't feel like, um, I don't know really and truly how well a solitary gag manga can exist as an anime really and truly. I mean, they didn't even have enough faith in me and Robico, which is a real shame because outside of the mimetic hate that Robico actually gets, it is actually really funny. I don't know why, but whenever I read a chapter... It actually does get me a, a really good guffaw going. And uh, that's a shame that there's such hate like that I've seen online kind of displayed to Robico. And as association, I'm going to think that maybe a gag manga may not be able to exist purely uh, as a 22-hour format show. So maybe that's why Mashal feels like it needs to lean a little bit more into the action. But hey, there's only one episode out. So again, any impressions at this point are just kind of ridiculous and redundant they're not really going to accomplish a whole lot because there's only one episode out. But hey, at that first episode, it's still uh, an A1 Pictures uh, thing, and it looks really good. It looks really good. And some of the key humor that was in that first chapter is still on display, but maybe not as predominant as I kind of hoped it would be. It feels a little bit like somebody's telling you a joke, but they're telling it a little bit off, and so it doesn't make you laugh as much as it could. At least that's my sentiment about the first episode of Mashal and its humor. But hey, we don't know how it's going to go. First episode, as I'm going to say ad nauseum. So, yeah. But Hell's Paradise, however, that first episode... <laughs> I mean, I basically only have the first volume of Hell's Paradise. That's all I've read. I never went further than that because I was one of those people at the time who was just, I read my manga in physical only. I don't like digital manga. Digital manga. How about you get some digital bitches? So I didn't really uh, invest too much in her. Uh, reading uh, Hell's Paradise because I wanted the physicals and I could never for the life of me find a volume two and it didn't look that hard because I'm sure I could have found it if I wanted it but I didn't really want it that bad now did I but that first episode had a lot of promise it had a lot of that mappa shine on it that mappa trademark shine you look at it and you can see all the beauty everything is just set up so perfectly it's intriguing it's engaging you're excited for the story and to be honest now, I don't tell anybody I told you this, but I think MAPPA might do a really good job at action series. I don't know why I think that. I just don't know. I don't feel like they've done anything major, do you? Ha <laughs> ha enough sarcasm. But yeah, I'm super, super thrilled about that first episode of Hell's Paradise. It, uh, it was really good. You know, like, it wasn't that kind of level, um, I don't know, maybe MAPPA just really blows me away in the first episodes. Uh, outside of Jujutsu Kaisen, which is really kind of weird because Jujutsu Kaisen is like one of my favorite things ever now. 
uh, when I really didn't like the first three episodes, so hey. But, I mean, MAPPA did The God of High School. And when I first saw The God of High School's first episode, I said, this anime is going to be anime of the millennia, of the century. There's no way this anime shall be able to disappoint me. And uh, then it kind of just sped ran its way to an ending and disappointed me. And then I read the webtoon and I said, oh, this is not a great adaptation, huh? I mean, it was still like number 10 on my top 10 anime of that year. But that was just because that that was just because it was pretty fun for the most part. It just wasn't a great adaptation. This is enough talk about God of High School, but God of High School. I, you know, this is just a little bit off topic. It's just a little bit off topic. Crunchyroll has committed a lot of sins against me. And I don't know if you know that I hate Crunchyroll, but you should know at this point that I hate Crunchyroll. And one of the things that I still have my whole ass hat chapped about is the fact that when God of High School started coming out, they did pre-orders for this God of High School collection. Basically, like this God of High School like sweater collection, t-shirt collection. The show wasn't even finished at that point, but they had apparel already out. And... I ended up pre-ordering a God of High School sweater because I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be amazing. This is, I can't wait to walk around and show this to all of my fellow weave friends. And first of all, the sweater was too small for me. So there's that against it. Strike one, Crunchyroll. Secondly, I pre-ordered it before the show came out. So I didn't know the show was going to be a huge fart towards the end. So... Thank you, Crunchyroll. And also thank you, Crunchyroll Games, for deciding that you want to end Princess Connect Redive. Yeah, and yet you still, on your Twitter account, want to post about new events that are coming. Why would I care about new events when the show, when the, when the game is going to end in less than a month? Why? Why, Crunchyroll Games? Why? That was, the one, that was the one phone game I loved, and you're taking it away from me. Do you realize how much I hate you right now, Crunchyroll? Because I don't think you can really fathom the sheer loathing that emanates from me about all the shit you do that aimlessly just makes me feel like you want to be the freaking Walmart of anime at this point. You just want to be big and have it all and you kind of piss me off about it but seriously dude i am so sick of crunchyroll i try i have invested so much time and energy into princess connect and then this is just happening and i am really in despair at this point about this this is why you never get invested in anything just keep everything at a distance keep everything within arm's reach but not and closer than arm's reach because i cannot believe you crunchyroll why would you do this to me i'm still so mad i'm mad about that that god of high school pre-order sweater thing too i'm mad about a whole lot crunchyroll just finds newer and newer ways to piss me off and i'm not even being a cringe neckbeard about this kind of thing the kind of cringe neckbeard who follows people around who say that loli is wrong and goes why would you say that you're just nine thousand year old vampires no, I'm not that kind of neckbeard. I'm just the regular kind of neckbeard who thinks that he's got a warranted enough opinion to have a podcast. Ayo! So, anyway, let's move right along. Uh, so, yeah, Hell's Paradise is pretty good. But loving Yamada at level 999, or whatever it's called, I'm calling it that because that's what I read the manga as. So, if it's not what it's going to be called, then I'm sorry. I'm just, I just, I just, I just know you as loving Yamada at level 999. I can't learn any new names. There's, there's supposed to be irony there, but anyways. So yeah, uh, starts off pretty, um, pretty interesting. Starts off, uh, don't really know what I'm supposed to say about a rom com that starts off as a rom com does. I got dumped, yeah, and I'm gonna go. I'm, I've met a new guy, and he's gonna casually open himself up to me. It's not really an exciting premise, 
outside of just the gamer aspect. But as someone who read more than just a few chapters, I know it's going to open up and be a really great story, or at least a story that's fun to me. But I can forgive people if that first episode really underwhelmed them. I mean, it still has a lot of that madhouse kind of flair. There is some really good, um, some really good setups, some really good scene transitions. There's a whole lot of promise there for it to be something good, and uh, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Uh, mostly because this entire season is basically Matt's manga gets adapted into anime. Oshinoko, Loving Yamada, Hell's Paradise, Mashal. It's just me and my manga for this uh, this month of anime. And I'm here for it 200%. So let's move on to another point of discussion. And that's been the manga that I read this week. And I mean manga I read this week. And by manga I read this week, I mean just a single solitary manga. Uh, and that manga was One Piece, and I know, I know, everybody is screaming. They're 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 so happy. Everyone is is throwing up the confetti. Everybody is so happy. All the One Piece fans are rejoicing because I'm actually giving One Piece a shot again, and I'm only doing that because of a coworker who was really nice and really kind, and asked if that I would pick it back up so that they could have somebody to talk about it with. And I do have to say. As someone who is currently on what chapter am I am? Let's consult my handy dandy Shonen Jump app. I am currently on episode, episode chapter 660 out of uh, how many? How many chapters I got? Uh, chapter uh, 1079. So yeah, I think I'm going to catch up fairly soon. Jesus Christ. Uh, 400 chapters I've got to catch up on too, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for my coworker because they ask nicely and you can get everything in the world if you just ask nicely, or at least that's what I believe. So how much one piece have I read this week? I've read four chapters. Hey, I read four chapters, you know, I'm doing great. That is a great solid number. Four chapters. I feel like, you know, and, and one piece that's like, what one that's, one like at that one one thousand. That's really one one hundred. That's really good. No, those are really good numbers. It's actually something like what one three hundred. I don't know. I'm not into math. I don't like math. Math is hard. But uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I do for all the crap that I give One Piece, and I do give One Piece a lot of crap. <laughs> don't get me wrong. And One Piece deserves a little bit of it, but uh, I still um. I don't know, Punk Hazard, I'm currently in Punk Hazard arc, and it's just really just not hooking me, not hooking me at all, and I'm at 660 chapters of it, so obviously there was something there that got me going to get this far, but now there's just nothing there, and the four chapters I read were basically, hey, what's that over there, uh, I don't know what that over there is, hey, what's that over there, oh yeah, it's this over there, there. And it's just a whole lot of just mind-boggling aimlessness right in those four chapters. Uh, although it did have this real cool thing where it was, hey, Punk Hazard's like this because of Akainu and uh, Aokuji. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I thought it was just like that because it's One Piece and that's just how One Piece goes. But to have that opened up, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like those two, or at least I like Aokuji. I don't really like Akainu. That dude's a dickhole. A huge colossal dickhole. I really hate that dude. Actually, now I'm thinking about thinking about it more. But I'm just I'm just not getting as hooked as uh, as I thought as I want to be because I really 
I mean, I just you 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 should have heard the you should have heard the guy heard the guy duh heard the guy ask. It was really kind of nice. I mean, I get it wanting to have somebody to talk about stuff with IRL and get excited for you and all that. I, I get where they're coming from, and that's kind of why I'm doing it. But also, it's just because I mean the fact that I don't have anybody else's or that's what they said. So hey, here I am trying to be a good coworker and good friend, and that means reading a thousand chapters of One Piece. The things we do for the people we casually understand at work. Anyways, so that's basically it. I mean, four chapters of One Piece. And I think one of the biggest problems I had with One Piece now is that I am reading that digitally courtesy of the Shonen Jump app. Not courtesy. I have to pay for it. There's no courtesy involved between us. This is basically a, this is strictly a, 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 this is a fiscal affair. And by the way, I remember when the Shonen Jump app was only $2. Now it's $4. This economy's gone to hell. So, yeah. Uh, but one of the things that... Uh, and this is me giving some criticism of One Piece. And if you don't want to hear criticism of One Piece, skip like, I don't know, two minutes in. I am struggling to read One Piece more and more because the page layouts are getting more and more p- p- packed. And let me tell you that that is not a good thing. There is not a great thing about having a whole lot of stuff happen on one page or at least a whole lot of things seemingly happen on one page with like six different characters talking and seven different actions going on. I know that there's some acclaim for One Piece's page structure, and if you think that that's great, then go ahead, go off. That's fantastic for you. But I would like to say that it's kind of hard to read on a phone. It's a little bit hard to kind of um, look at and process everything. So maybe One Piece will be a computer affair because I just cannot handle looking at these pages on a phone screen and having to zoom in and read what's going on because there's a whole lot of gags going on in the background. So I don't know. One Piece may be an exclusively a computer thing from now on because it's just not working out for me. But I really wish that um, there was kind of an understanding that complicated page structure in manga is null, is, is just incomparable to easily read structure in manga. And I think one of the things that I talk about a lot is that Akira Toriyama is not just masterful because of his creation of what Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were. It is because also the man is a very talented mangaka. If you read, and I think you everybody knows this at this point, but if you read a chapter of Dragon Ball, you easily can follow, at least from my experience, especially when you get later on, you can easily follow action scenes and see the full spread of the page, comprehend what's going on on said page, and move on to the next one and easily it's easy just to understand each page and catch it and move it along and that's invaluable for a manga experience because a comic storytelling at least in my mind should have action and action scenes that is easy to comprehend and that translates really well with your eyeball being able to read everything swimmingly and fluidly and Akira Toriyama really excels at making page layouts that you can just breeze through, that you can just swim in and out. You know what's going on on the page. Everything is conveyed. They're not, they're always, usually almost always in dynamic shots. So you get a little bit of flair added to all the pa- to the page action and all that. And it really works well. Now, comparably, the four chapters that I've read to uh, from One Piece, uh, there's some cool stuff that goes on in One Piece panel structure. There's a lot of cool things in One Piece. For example, one of the coolest things that happened is uh, one of the end panels for the latest chapter I just read when they go into this, or when the Navy busts into this manor and Trafalgar Law is there. It is a super badass uh, 
page. It's super cool. I barely know anything about Law, but that everything you can ever know about the guy is just conveyed in that singular page. He looks cool. He's got this sort of uh, a... That's one good thing about Oda that I will say. That all his designs, you can tell a lot about the character just by looking at him. All his characters are recognizable. If, you know, there's the silhouette test. Everybody knows the silhouette test, I feel like, at this point. Can you identify the character if they were just a silhouette? And you could do that for almost every single character in One Piece. I do. I know that that sounds... I mean, you could you could do it for almost every single character in One Piece, which is a lot of a claim to what Oda can do as far as just a person who is going outside of the lines and making a whole lot of unique characters. But I don't know. Some of the page structure is really difficult. But that Trafalgar Law page made me go, dude, I want to see even more law. And hopefully I will. I know I will. I mean, like, I know what happens in One Piece up to the midway point of Dressrosa. But outside of that, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of a little bit clueless. But I I just I don't know. There's some pages in One Piece that just are hard to read for me, and maybe that's because I'm dyslexic, or I'm just stupid. Probably a little bit of both, if you want to be quite honest about it. So I, it's kind of hard to structure for me. And I thought at one point maybe I'll just buy the volumes, but I am such a completionist whore about having all of manga. I can't just start with volume six if the anime ends and then it starts up from volume six like in the manga format and I want to know what happens next I need to have all the manga and I am not doing that with one piece for very obvious reasons so here I am just content to try to read what I can and maybe I'll pick it back up even more and just binge through it because I did get through these chapters really easily when I was reading through it but I also knew it happened because I watched the anime when I was in high school so who knows Maybe we'll get there someday. Maybe we won't. I'm going to try, though, for my beloved coworker. I'll do it. They don't know about the podcast. They really don't know about the podcast. I keep it though. That's a secret, which is hilarious for me because I literally did have a, uh, I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but I had a coworker recommend, uh, who wanted recommendations for podcasts and I actually just threw out, um, I, I threw out because I, they really liked, you know, they like Shonen stuff and I knew they liked Shonen stuff. I threw out the Anime Brothers because, you know, they cover they cover a lot of... They do cover a diverse lineup of anime. But I thought that that would be a lot... That would be more their vibe. And I thought they'd get a lot of fun out of it. And then I kind of realized... I kind of thought to myself after that, I was like... I am on that podcast. And what if, by chance, they listen to an episode that I'm on? And I said, no, that'll never happen. I'm on episodes that they possibly couldn't care less about. Basically, Syscon stuff. So there's no way... They'll be able to track it back to me. And then I forgot about the show. The, the I thought about forgot about the bracket one. And um, I've just been living in fear. Although that was about like, that was several months ago. And they haven't said anything yet. So hey, maybe they didn't listen to it. Or maybe they did and they just didn't register that this is the same bat. I don't know. But that's a little side tangent for them. And uh, let's move along to another topic. And that's the game I played this week. Alright, so obviously I'd only talk about the video game I played this week if it was a really weeb-tacular video game. And nothing is more weeb-tacular than pretending you're a Japanese schoolgirl, schoolboy, or whatever associated with that. And that's why what I experienced this week, as far as just weebdom for this entire episode, which, hey, it's not a great episode, but hey, we're going to try our best, aren't we, is Persona 5 Royal. Now, I played Persona 5 when it first came out, the OG Persona 5. 
when it came out in 2017, wherever it came out. I mean, I literally got the super special deluxe edition that had a whole bunch of goodies that I ended up eventually tossing because they took up too much space. And I realized that getting super special deluxe ed- editions is really more of a detriment to me than an actual uh, enjoyment. I mean, I got a whole lot of super special editions that uh, just did nothing but gave me goodies that end up just taking up space. So, you know, it's all about it's all about that maximizing your space and actually just using our space or whatever. This is this is this is the philosophy corner. So, you know what? Philosophize, if you will. But no, for serious, I have been playing Persona 5 all week and I have forgotten uh, from playing Persona 5 Royal. First of all, it's been long enough to now I can play the game and just vaguely remember what happens. But then new stuff is thrown at me and I say, hey, that's new. I feel almost kind of boomer-esque as new things happen to me. And I say, it was that in the original or is this new? And then I scratch my chin and go, I think it's new. And so I move along with my day. But no, Persona 5 Royal, uh, or Persona 5 in general, is a a great RPG. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Of course I say that, but then there are going to be people who will be like, no, it's not really that good. And hey, you're opinion is valid but i think it's a really great rpg it's really fluid i immediately got into uh after the game the game's first six hours though were a freaking tutorial it is just a movie it is just this happens then this happens and you learn how this happens there's no real freedom to despite being a game that's all about telling you about how you're a prisoner who wants to be free the first six hours are nothing but you do this and then you do this and then you go to bed and then you do this and then you do this. So it's really kind of infuriating if you're like me and you're just like, I know what this game can be. I will just get it over with. Let me go. Let me leave. And then I'm just going like, well, yeah, I remember this and I remember this. And the, it's it's a good story. This is a great story. Uh, but these, these hours have just been me going like, then it's going to open up and then it's going to open up and I'm going to get to live live my best pretend, my pretend Japanese life. It's going to be great. But still... Just going in as far as I have at this point, I've just been, this game is immaculately stylish. You know, I think that's constantly a praise thrown at Persona 5. But if you've not played it before, then you don't know how stylish that game actually is. And now that I'm playing it on Steam Deck, and it's running at 60 frames per second, or better, more than 30 frames, I can tell you that, because I played it on the Persona, uh, the Persona 4, <laughs> the Persona 4, the PS4, the Persona 4. I played it on the Persona 4 machine, or whatever, but I played it, and it, it, was, it was good, you know, And uh, but it's a lot more fluid now, or it looks a lot more fluid, or maybe I'm just stupid and forget how frames work, but my brain is going, whoa, this is pretty. The other game, the Persona 5 on the PlayStation was just a slideshow, but this is a whole, this is a whole meg, this is a whole Googleplex of cinema quality right here. Look at that character moving so fluid. It's like the water was in the ocean and you're just watching it. And it's been a whole lot of fun to just see all this stuff revisioned and in I know it, but I don't know it at the same time. And I'm quickly becoming kind of a kind of a persona persona head again. Now one of the things about Persona was that before Persona 5 came out, I would champion it a lot to my friends, especially when Persona 4 Golden out came out. I mean, it's literally the only reason I got a Vita was so I could play Persona 4 Golden. And now you can just, everybody in the world can play that game. I mean, like, they just hand that game out on the streets at this point. But when I first played Persona, I played Persona 3 Portable, then Persona 4. And Persona 4, I loved 
to death. There's so much about that game that I just can, I, I love it with such an earnest fervor. It is just such, it's such vibes, you know, and Persona 5 is, is style, but Persona 4 is vibes. Now it's got some things that are really rough about it. Random generated anything is not going to be exactly immaculate game design. Using that word immaculate a lot, get out of the source, Matt, do better. But while Persona 4 for me is vibes are my vibes, Persona 5 was just a sheer style that drips into everything just really makes me go, dang, I wish I had the kind of imagination that could say, and then the scene transition would be like this, and then just all of this would look like this. That is a, a sort of a brilliant design choice by, there's just brilliant design choices all around in Persona 5, and it's such an easy, like, turn-based game to play. I mean, you don't have to go through too many menus. I mean, avoiding menus is a great idea for games, because if you can just press a button and do something, then, especially in sort of formats where Persona 5 has to initiate these whole turn-based battles that you're going to have to repeat over and over because, ran well, it's not random encounters, but just general encounters, just having it go seamlessly by just press a button, then do this, press a button, then do this, press a button, then do this, and then you have the social aspects which I feel like if you like Persona, that's one of the things you have to like, and just the life sim elements. Because, hey, any game that lets me return a, rent DVDs and then fail to return them on time, that's a good game. That's a great game. That's a relatable game. I do that all the time. I'd be renting DVDs and be like, that was, I've never, never even heard of that DVD. Why is there $700 charged to my credit card account? No, but um, I just love everything about Persona 5. I just... I'm so in love with the game right now. I really wish I wasn't recording a podcast right now just so I could play it some more because I'm finally at the part where I can actually do things and I can't wait to see the new content as well as the old content. And that's kind of what I was thinking about a little bit through this week as I was playing Persona 5. And that's why is Persona, why do we love Persona 5 so much? Is it just sheer style? Is it just the, there's got to be substance to it. I feel like Persona has substance to it now i'm not going to spoil anything obviously but on my remembrance of the game as i'm playing it i remember going i remember thinking to myself i don't like the main cast as much as i like the side cast whereas in persona 4 i vastly preferred the main characters over the side characters and everything i mean just i feel like the main characters had so but you did see a lot more of the main characters as far as just their internal struggles i mean Almost all of your party members were characters that had you, you had to go through their, like, their dungeons or whatever to unlock them. So I felt like I had more connection with the protagonist from Persona 4 and all that as opposed to Persona 5. But Persona 5 just does be having like some banging side characters. And especially more so if you're a Kawakami uh, stan and just absolutely love that woman. Which, hey, who does not love Kawamami? But literally just going for like Sojiro. Ugh, Sojiro is just, he is... He's he's such a he's such an uncle. He's got such uncle just vibes, and I love that. I love uncle characters. And Sojiro, I just every, when you open up his 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 uh oh god his social link, and you see more and more of him, I just my heart melts for the guy. I just love that dude two hundred percent. We are Sojiro stands over here, man. I love Sojiro. That dude super cool. This is the so this is the Sakura so, Sojiro Sakura podcast right now because that guy i even love his whole yeah only lady i only talk to ladies and just 
just yeah dude i get it you're too cool for guys okay but then you're like but then you see a cat and you're like oh i really like that cat it can stay here he's just such a he's just such a stupid piece of masculinity that can't admit that he's just he's just such an awful guy that he's just i love that guy i love persona 5 and I can't wait to see more of this new character because she's really cute too. I hope she has a cool, tragic background that I can really relate to. I really do know nothing about this character, so I'm, I'm saying this 200% blind. Please don't spoil it for me. Or if you got to spoil it for me, at least just be, you know, at least do it with, with some sadness in your heart that you're ruining my day. But hey, Persona 5 is just... I really want to watch the anime. I know that the anime has got a lot of issues, or at least people say it's got a lot of issues, and that's not a good anime. But Persona 4 was solid. It wasn't the worst thing ever. I thought it was a solid 7 out of 10 anime. It made me laugh fairly consistently. And I liked the stories involved. I don't know if it's the same team involved across those two, though. But I know that Persona 5 also, this anime also got trashed on because of an all-out attack animation and how it looked like crap. And when I saw it, I said, yep, that looks like an absolute donkey wiener of an attempt on by everyone's part. I don't know. Maybe they had like some vision for it and they just couldn't accomplish it. Don't know. Don't know anything about that project or anything that goes with it. But yeah, Persona 5, I'm just, I just want to talk about it more and more and more because I'm getting rehooked into everything and just the noises, just the music, all oh, the music that plays when it rains. That's, oh, my ears. It's like a little bit of heaven just dripping into your eardrums. And speaking of eardrums, I got a mild ear infection, but that's neither here nor there. So I, I, I'm just, it, I feel like all, all these things mixed in together, the manga, the video game, the new anime, it's just, it's rekindling my weeb power. It's really just, it's it's burning up so much weeb fuel inside of me. And I just feel like I could do anything weeaboo now. I feel like I could go to all the conventions in the world and just be a happy little pupper. I feel like I really could, although I don't feel I haven't been to a convention since uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta. So what do I know? Wanted to go to Comic Con, but work just said, "How about you, uh, com be commie, be gone, bitch." So that's really just been the only thing on my mind is just how can I play more Persona Five and optimize my Persona Five times. <laughs> I mean, I've literally been just looking at my life as Persona Five structured. I'm like, how will this affect my real life social links? And then I have to step back and say, Matt. You don't have social links. What 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 dungeons and palaces are you going into, Matt? The only dungeon you need to go into is the dungeon of cleaning that kitty cat litter box because good lord, sure her pee's got an awful smell. That's really an awful thing to talk about on your anime podcast, Matt. I really think you need to back off. I think I will, Matt. Thank you for always being there for me. You're welcome, Matt. I love you, Matt. I love you too, but only as friends, Matt. That's understandable. That's what I meant, Matt. No, Matt, I don't think you meant that at all, Matt. I think this was a sideline confession, Matt. Well, if I was going to confess to you, Matt, then I would not do it on such a public platform. Well, for one thing, Matt, you can call me Maddie. All right, Maddie, I'll call you Maddie now. Thank you, Matt. So moving along from whatever uh, I could consider that piece of what I would uh, dreadfully call comedy, I, 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 I'm just super, super excited for more, playing more Persona 5 Royal and getting more, getting more of that content that I, I missed her on the first go because I did not hit all my social links. Uh, I did not even know about the kid in the arcade until I finished the game. Like I maxed almost everybody's, uh, I maxed everybody's, uh, friend, uh, social link, but I did not know about the arcade person. I also didn't think I maxed, uh, did anything with the shopkeeper either, but Hey, 
I was playing that game and I was just trying to ruin my life by seeing if I could romance every single character in the game and guess what I could. So, uh, and that made for a very interesting Valentine's Day, but that's for you to find out when you play the game. But yeah, I'm super, still super stoked on it. I want to play it right now, but we can't play it right now. We just gotta, we just gotta talk about one more thing and then I can play it. Anyway, so wrapping this all up, uh, the last thing I really experienced this week, as far as it just goes pure weebdom, is I've been back on my light novel bullshit again. And I know what you're thinking, Matt, why are you back on your light novel bullshit again? And I have to say it is because I like I I read at work now. I, I just can't watch anime on work anymore. It's a little bit hard to do so because I've realized something over the past couple of weeks. And that's that I have not paid enough attention because a whole lot of my coworkers are actually into anime. But they're not into the same anime as I am, which is... Not a problem because they talk about stuff and I I over I am overjoyed with hearing their conversations because it reminds me kind of that convention attitude. Like today, I literally heard people talking about how excited they are for Demon Slayer to come back and they were both discussing what their favorite parts were and it warmed the cockles of my heart to hear that conversation because they're both so into it. And then they said something about Hell's Paradise being mid and then I kind of just tuned right out from that or at least the first episode of it being mid. And then I just kind of just evaporated away. But every time I've tried to watch anime um, at my little desk and stuff, then people end up like trying to talk to me about it. They end up trying to go like, hey, what are you watching? And I actually had somebody comment on uh, my car's decal. I have a, um, I have an Oremo decal on my car that I, from Lou Drip, which you should totally check out because Lou Drip's got some pretty cool stuff. Um, and yeah. Uh, they actually wanted to talk to me about it and wanted to know what anime that the character was from. And it's Kirino. And I, I didn't know what to say. I it was just, they, they know it's from an anime. They just don't know what anime it's from. And so I just said, oh, it's just an original design. Hoping that they would just back off. But they didn't. They were like, I know that's from an anime. And I said, no, it's it's legitimately just an original design. Because I didn't want to have that conversation. I was quite okay to say that the other decal on my car was from Comey. But I was not going to I was not gonna have that conversation about uh, about um, Oremo. Not, not, well, not before I put my two weeks in, at least, at this job. But, yeah, so I've been reading light novels a whole lot more. And because I've recently rediscovered the joys of Bookwalker where you can just get some light novels for the real cheap cheap. I've been going through a lot of the, the uh, series that really missed me when I tried to watch their anime. And one of them I've actually been going through is ReZero. And that's not because ReZero missed me as an anime. It's just because the ReZero covers look really, really cute. And my biggest fear is always getting too invested in an anime and wanting to know what happens more and trying to delve into the source material and I don't know, whenever something's based off a light novel, I, I want to go to the light novel as opposed to the manga because I'm just like, this is the pure, this is the pure unadulterated content, even though this is extremely difficult to process through. But I still try to go through the original light novels for it. And I've been going through ReZero. And yeah, ReZero is a, is a light novel. It's really just fun to turn your brain off and read it. Not because the prose is like, uh, translated poorly or anything like that. It's just such an Subaru as a written character. Just his uh, his mistakes 
are a whole lot of harder to comprehend in written format because there's a little bit more interior monologue that goes on. Not by much because it is written kind of in third person. But there's a whole lot of times where it goes, Suhu, why are you doing this, dude? You're so stupid, dude. Whereas when you watch him, you just go, oh, yeah, that Subaru, he is dumb. But kind of getting a little bit into behind the behind the controller and seeing what he's thinking really makes me go, oh, man, this guy is not just dumb, but super dumb. But I've been going through that. I'm on volume three of that right now. And uh, I actually took a little dive in Arafreda. And Arafreda was on the short list of our um, Animisery topics. Um, it's an anime that, despite hearing nothing positive about ever, it got a second season. And the um, the light novel's not too bad. It's just feels like an isekai. And I've kind of, um, after delving into the Fruit of Evolution and going through Moonlight Fantasy, I'm kind of just in. I'm kind of just over the hatred of isekai. Now, I'm not going to watch every single anime that's isekai under the sun uh, every time one comes out because that would be exhausting and that would kill me. And that would probably remedy my um, my brain functions from to permanently stop. But every now and then, a nice little nice little slice of the isekai pie is okay. I mean, you definitely know I'm going to watch that. Uh, whenever more episodes of the Syscon isekai come out, you know I'm going to be all over that. So whenever more of that comes out, I'll definitely be all over it. So I'm just having a, a fun time with the light novels that I have. I've also started Mushoku Tensei because I don't know when season two's come out. And I really liked Mushoku Tensei. I really, really liked it, which was such a weird thing for me because I had no expectations for that show. But it was a whole, a whole fun and a half. And that ending really left a gut punch in my stomach. And I really want to see more of what happens uh, afterwards. So I'm really, I'm really getting back into my light novel crap, and I kind of hate that for some people because I know there's kind of a weird stigma towards light novels, or at least it always felt like there was before I read them. It feels like there are people just going like, "Oh, he reached a light novel. Oh, look at this person trying to practice literacy." So kind of a weird struggle there to get back into it. But now that I'm just kind of embracing the whole weebitude, the weebitude, and just kind of drowning myself a little bit back in the kind of stuff that I really enjoyed before I kind of got a little bit pressured and burned out on a lot of anime stuff, because it always happens to all of us. I feel like if you're wholly into anime and you've never been burnt out, I'm great on you. There are people like that. But I feel like a lot of people do get a little bit burned out, and maybe they get a little bit burned out on the otaku slash weeb culture stuff, and they just kind of back off for it for a second or two. Or they just take their whole, f they just dab a toe in it instead of the whole foot. And just let themselves sink into it. And I'm kind of going back into it. Especially, you know I am when I'm going and talking about the light novels I'm reading. That's a special sort of hell reserved for some of us. And, but I'm I'm really glad. I'm really, um, not to just end this on a little bit of a dour uh, note or anything. But I feel like over the past few months, I've been a little bit more hesitant to rejoin myself into just uh, loving anime and stuff like I used to. It's been a little bit hard, uh, again, not to make this a dour note, but this, the hunt for more more co-hosts, co but just guests and stuff, has been a little bit difficult, mostly because I don't want to bother anybody, but it's been nice to just embrace the things that I love about anime and otaku culture, like the video games that are inspired by, that are made by Japanese companies, the talent that comes from Japan that really can just treat you to a medium that is unlike any other. And so I'm glad to be 
really embracing the things I love again, especially as the season comes out of anime and I'm just watching stuff, having fun with it again and being able to like take the time out and just look at the stuff that I'm consuming and say, yeah, this will make me happy in uh, in 10 years. I'll be happy that I watched this in 10 years. I'll still be happy that I played this in 10 years. I'll still be happy that I read this. And there's a whole lot of hobbies that I've had that have come and gone, but anime and all the stuff that comes with it have always been something that I'm, I'm really glad that I got into because there's so much that just comes out of it. That's a whole lot of just a lot of creativity that's unlike in any other media. And I'm, it's made me meet a whole lot of friends that I really uh, cherish and value. And even if they're just online, I still always want to know what's going on with them. And I always hope that they're doing great things. And I love hearing about them. And, you know, even if they're, they're the podcasty boys and stuff that I've met, I'm, I'm glad I met them. And I'm so happy when they make content. And it's always such good stuff. Like it's a billion times better than all of this. And I'm so glad for all the people that I've met by doing this and all the, f- the friends that I've gotten through it. So I'm really thankful for anime and I'm really glad that, um, a little bit of hiatus, a little bit of backing off for just a time or two has really left me to go back and go like anime is really good. And I love manga and I love light novels and I'm, yeah. So this has just been a whole episode of me just going, this is what I did this week. And unfortunately that's, I'm not going to do that too often because I don't think that that would be a whole great, that wouldn't make for a great podcast episode, in my opinion. Not that there aren't hosts out there who I would just love to know more about what they did during the week, like Kirk Hamilton. He's my he's my huge man crush, and all the other podcasters that I'm just equally in love with, but I I can't do too much of this. We're gonna, I, But that just sniffling just got me. I was like, this episode's got to burn. This I can't stand it. It's just happening throughout this episode. We've got to burn this episode to the ground. I just certain podcast ticks that I hate. And maybe it's because I'm super judgmental and hard on myself. But there's only so much of that to factor in, right? Right. But hopefully this has been just something that'll uh, that's entertaining for you. I'm so thankful for all of you who still listen to this podcast regularly and who checked us out. And uh, hopefully you'll continue to do so in the future as we kind of get back to our feet or back on our feet and recover a little bit more and get back into the natural swing of things. It's been a hard few. It's been a hard few months. Uh, I don't think anybody can doubt that if you listen to this podcast, but I'm sure that things will get better soon enough. And again, please put my uh, cat in your, your hopes and prayers or whatever you got because this is my cat and I love her a whole, whole bunch. And I love you guys because you guys make this podcast great by being listeners and supporters. If you support the podcast, you support the podcast just by listening. But hey, anyways, let's move along and just end and wrap this whole show up. This has been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. You can go to our website, otakumelancholy.com, to see all our links, including those for social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want, you can even join the Discord server and hang out with us and talk anime, manga, or whatever if you're feeling up to it. I would also like to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for supporting this podcast and making it possible. That includes Anime of the Week, Chris S., Cream Puff Coon, Darth Egg, Earthworm, the Anime Brother, Ikea Plant, Jalvin, Moe Soda, and Steered Marlin. Thank you all for helping to make this podcast a podcast. And the money goes to keeping the website up as well as other things giving us new equipment and all that. And it really means a whole lot and it is super cool. And if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy. 
and support us for as little as three dollars a month to get your name shouted out like those folks as well as secret episodes and a super secret discord channel and a super secret discord role but hey the best thing you can do through this podcast to support it is just listening and it means a whole lot regardless my name is maddie once again thank you for listening to this podcast i hope you have a great week bye bye take care and combate.